Good day. Hi, this is Karen Beauvais. Happy Wednesday. First of all, I'd like to thank you for all of your nice, encouraging comments last week, and I, I appreciate the feedback I've received. This week, I'm going to continue with the new contracts. Uh, there are a lot of big changes, as I said last week. There's a new addendum to the contract to buy and sell. Use this as part of your contract if you want to make a stronger point of something. It is not a required contract, but if you want to make something like lead-based paint or a loan type or meth labs or even a home warranty, if you want to make a stronger point of something that's in the contract, then go ahead and use this addendum to buy and sell. I, I don't see the need for it if you're going over the contract with your buyer like you should be. Again, it's not mandatory. And everything in that addendum is already covered in the contract. The square footage disclosure now directs the buyer to independently measure the property if there is doubt or concern. Meaning that, yes, you are filling out the seller's property disclosure, but if he says, gee, that doesn't look like 2,700 square feet, then you have to tell him it's right in the contract that uh, he should independently to independently either measure or confirm that. Um, if he's doubting what's in the MLS or any of your advertising, then again, advise your buyer to go measure it. The counter proposal and in, and in the contract, there is no longer an association objection deadline in the counterproposal and the contract. There is no longer an association objection deadline. That has been changed to a termination deadline. So if your buyer doesn't like what the association documents say, he just terminates it. The lead bait paint disclosure is now in the contract and you don't have to do a separate form at the time you present the contract. You'll have a few days. I, I would recommend three days after uh, MEC to do the lead-based paint disclosure signed by all the parties. Um, the lead-based paint disclosure form now says that it has to be done, and if it, they don't like it, it can terminate it. There's not an objection anymore. There's a termination. There is still an inspection objection deadline um, that you can terminate under also. Okay. If the buyer doesn't trust your lead-based paint disclosure, then have them do an independent inspection. Again, that's in the contract and explain it to them. If you don't like what I'm saying here, then do an independent inspection. There's also a new agreement to the amend extend. It has new deadlines and new termination dates. Notice the terminate has changed to make it easier to get to the point of why the contract is being terminated. There are several boxes you can fill out, and it just goes right to the point. Was the loan no good? Was the association documents no good? You'll see it in the notice to terminate. Now, in the contract to buy and sell, as I told you last week, there are many, many changes. It's a lot longer also. In paragraph 2.5.4, other inclusions, and I told you this last week also, specify what appliances are included and make sure that the seller owns those appliances and they don't belong to the tenants or the association or are shared by anybody. Specify there's a GE washer and dryer or there's an Amana freezer or what, whatever they are. Are there sheds on the property? Specify that. Is there an eight-person hot tub? 
whatever is included in the sale of the property, not including the personal property. That's on a separate form. I discussed that last week. For anybody that didn't get that, you can replay my, my talk from last week. Um, the personal property is a separate form, and it has to be signed when the contract is given. Um, the contract states that the buyer and seller have concurrently entered into a specific agreement for additional personal property. As a listing agent, you need to let other brokers and their buyers know what the seller thinks a personal property is worth, most probably through the MLS or any of your advertising. Um, that area of the contract also goes on to state about storage facilities. Apparently, there's been some problem with finding out who owns what storage facilities. So it says, regarding storage facilities, if exact rights to the parking and storage facilities is a concern to the buyer, buyer shall investigate. A huge addition to the area of the association documents. My goodness, people, I feel badly for the resort brokers on this one. The contract points out 18, that's one eight, 18 documents, or if any, in case it doesn't exist, that the buyer wants to see. We'll need to get these forms from the property management companies. They won't be happy about it at all. And I know some of us go to the computer to pick up these forms, but the computer doesn't have all of them in there. You're going to be responsible to get those from the seller to the buyer. Then I also recommend that you get a receipt for these documents. Once you get them from the, the selling broker, the listing broker, Get a receipt that you have received them and you've got given them to your buyer. I won't go over all the documents that are in there. You'll please, but please read them in the contract. It's a huge section. On paragraph 8.1.3, owner extended coverage, it's now recommended that you always check will on your title commitment, will contain an OEC. Another new addition is on 8. 8.4, it talks about special taxing districts. Big, huge paragraph. It puts the responsibility again on the buyer to further investigate with the county if there is a question about a special taxing district. On 10.1, the seller's property disclosure should be as of the date of the contract. Don't accept a, one of your listing broker's year-old seller's property disclosure or a six-month or even a three-month-old seller's property disclosure should be as of the date of the contract. So when you're asking your, you could put that in additional provisions, although it's in the contract already, as of the date of this contract. 10.3.3 is inspection resolution must be on a specific inspection resolution form. Don't put it on an amend extend. On the, on the contracts that I have been approving, I keep seeing things like amend extend, Seller will credit buyer $3,000 for inspection items. Mend extend saying seller will repair garage door. No, no. All that goes on your inspection resolution form, and don't forget the lender gets that. 10.10.1, the lead-based paint is now again in the contract. I've already stated that, but you still have to have a signed and completed lead-based paint disclosure, but now not at the time of the contract. You now have a few days. I would give them three days after MEC. Paragraph 13 says seller will execute a special warranty deed. I talked about that last week also. This is brand new. 
unless special warranty deed unless another box is checked. It goes on on paragraph 13.2 and 13.3 to define the special and general warranty deeds explanations. Um, you, when you go over the contract, people, you're going to absolutely have to go over these two types of deeds, special and general. In third, excuse me, in 15.3, it states that at least 14 days prior to closing, seller will deliver to the buyer a current status letter from the association. It is recommended that you get a receipt for that, and that is brand new, people. That is, you need to get it. 14 days prior to closing, don't count on the title company to do it. That's not their job. You get a status letter from the association. It used to be called the estoppel certificate, but now it's a status letter. And get, get a receipt. Paragraph 15.8 is FERPTA. I love saying that word, FERPTA. This is all new in the contract. You now have to know if the buyer or the seller is a U.S. citizen. How do you find out? You ask them. Otherwise, the buyer could be responsible for tax not paid for by the seller at closing. You're, you're going to hear a lot more about that. Paragraph 16.3 takes out what the association assessment is per month. It used to say the association assessment is $550 per month or whatever. Now that's all gone. Those numbers are gone. These are now discovered in the association document section. And finally, you're going to love this, the broker's acknowledgement and compensation disclosure now includes the addition of the broker's firm license number and the broker's license number. So your number will be in there, the listing broker's number will be in there, and also our office number will be in there. We're hoping that CTM will auto-populate this information. Otherwise, you're going to have to get it when you write the contract. Okay, it's fun, right? Change is hard, but it's only in the beginning that it's so difficult. Take the class, please. It's worth the time, and you could use the six hours of credit. Thanks so much. Again, talk to me if you if there's something you would like to specifically speak about. I would be happy to do that. Just give me a call or shoot me an e email. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much.